0: Did you know that Korea's Air Force has its roots halfway around the globe in Glen County, California? In 1920, while overseas efforts were a vital part of the Korean independence movement, a group of Korean-Americans established an aviation school meant to train fighter pilots. The school lasted a little over a year, but it would go on to train pioneers of the Korean aviation industry. So we had to seek further insight. We're joined by Professor Emeritus of Political Science at Cal State Fresno, Professor Cha Manje. Good morning from us, Professor Cha.
1: Okay, thank you. Good morning.
0: Good morning, and thank you very much for joining us. Uh, for the benefit of our listeners, could you first give us a brief summary of the Willows Korean Aviation School and its history?
1: Okay. um... Right after March 1st, uh, 1919, uh, mass uprising against the Japanese uh, occupation in Korea, which is well known, um, Korean political exiles in Shanghai formed a Korean provisional government on April 11th, uh, 1919. So it's really uh, uh shortly uh, year a uh, month after mm-hmm. um now being a provisional government meant that uh, they were really temporary makeshift uh largely unprepared organization with uh one intentioned organization right. to uh, restore uh korean uh, sovereignty now they um formed an uh, armed struggle uh, they called um, a Restoration Army uh, in Korean, Gwangbok. And um, they were uh, thinking of uh, creating uh, uh, air corps at the same time. And two uh, well-known uh, patriots, uh, Kim Gu and Dosan An Chang-ho, had a talk with, uh, with a Russian um, aviation industry to purchase airplane from Russia and uh, they were not in position to uh, financially uh, to do so. And in the meantime they appointed a defense minister uh, in the provisional government uh, General Nobang Bang Nin uh, who was in Hawaii and he was informed that he got uh, a new job, defense minister and he felt uh, he ought a check around the uh, uh, U.S. mainland uh, as to what he could do as a, as a minister of defense, mm-hmm. and he ran into uh, Korean, uh, another Korean patriot, and he introduced to uh, this particular person who financed it, which I'm sure you will ask and and follow. And therefore, and uh, meeting this uh, financier, his name was Kim Jong-nim. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the idea came from Robin Nin to uh, build and develop aviation school and future uh, uh, combat pilots to uh, to engage in independence movement. Mm-hmm. And Kim Jong- un uh, made a fortune uh, out of rice right. production in Willows, uh, California, about seventy miles north of Sacramento, and uh, so what it means that idea and the money met and the uh, outcome was uh, was Korean Aviation School uh, that opened uh, 1920, April 20th, 1920, and then uh, closed um, by the summer of the uh, following year. Thus, it's been just about a year or so uh, in operation.
0: Mm. I do wonder, of course, it seemed that money and good idea at the right time met and the rest is history. But why was a school established halfway across the world in the U.S. when Korean independence fighters at the time were resisting the Japanese military, mostly in Manchuria? Was it perhaps so that Japan's inability to control or influence the school on U.S. soil would be higher? Um, well, in
1: 1903... Uh, Wright brothers flew uh, uh, their first uh, experimental plane, right historically, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and airplane was then con- uh, was looked at primarily as a means of transportation. Uh, but as First World War developed. Uh, uh, military uh, analysts start to look at uh, airplane and has a great potential mm-hmm. in fact in, in combat uh, not just the transportation and and so uh, technology has developed a great deal and very rapidly as a matter of fact mm-hmm. uh, in Europe and United States Japan was a little bit behind mm-hmm. uh, in it and Mobank means uh, focus by the way he said, well, Japan was quite, uh, their uh, military developed in, in, uh, on land and sea uh, Naval Air Force, but they are very weak in air. And thusly, we should uh, prepare our pilots to fight the Japanese at the weakest point, which was uh, uh, air combat. Uh, that was the whole, 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 whole point. And so one, uh, technology was already in the US and also uh, more than anything else, uh, money. Uh, Kim Jong-nim, his fortune lasted about a couple of years as I will explain shortly. Uh, He um, ran about uh, 10,000 acre rice farm and uh, it was very unusual for uh, Asian to uh, have had such a fortune. And uh, training pilots and purchasing airplanes and and all that took a lot of money in Manchuria and uh, in China, uh, no one could afford that. Mm -hmm. So more than anything else, uh, U.S. technology and then uh, the financing uh, Mm -hmm. that were available in the U.S.
0: Go where the money is, but uh, as you alluded to, uh, the financial assistance that came from Kim Jong un would be short lived because his rice paddies and the fortunes he gained eventually would be scrapped away. Right? What happened to that story?
1: Well, it's uh, he. Uh, he was quite. Uh, by the way, just to to be to be back on the history, uh, uh, the how did the poor Asians who, who were resource poor? Okay. uh capital poor and could uh, could afford uh to uh to be rice producer producer as well as any other agricultural area uh there was a so called uh, uh 10% deal what that meant was that uh, white uh landowners and capitalists uh they hired uh asian um, uh grower. Uh, either as a tenant farmer or uh, just as a laborer. Mm-hmm. And the deal was white capitalists provided the uh, capital, equipment, the seeds, all that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Asian growers, they grow it. And then the 90% of harvest is to go to uh, uh, the, the one who financed production, ca- white uh, uh, capitalists. And then 10% uh, shall be the uh, grower portion mm-hmm. so with a 10 percent uh, they took that percent future production they took it to the bank land bank then those a specialized bank and then uh, was able to loan money on that 10 percent uh, production that will be forthcoming oh. so so in in case of Kim Jong-un he did it uh, 10, 20 deers out of it with another white partner. And so overnight, he was able to command uh, 10,000 acres. Uh, and uh, in fact, overnight, uh, uh, new rich, uh, a new rich man he he, he became. Mm. And uh, uh, so uh, who, who would be able to match that kind of financing Uh mm. And and that's 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 that's, that's how uh, how it uh, it happened. Now, in October uh, through November and December, primarily history shows that it was uh, it was uh, early December. But the flood uh, rain poured uh, three four weeks continuously, which is by the way. We, uh, what I was preparing, it was reminding me of the flood in Pakistan and elsewhere these days, you know. Mm. And when you have such a, which by the way, in California, they report that 1920 uh, um, uh, flood, that was one occasion. And then now we have another spell, you know, so that would be uh, about a century a little over and then another one They expect expected to predict that. Mm. So, uh, Torrential rain wiped off all his fuels. Uh, That's how he lost his fortune.
0: But, I mean, with his short-lived heyday, with the 10,000 acres of rice, the money he made, he put towards the Willows Korean Aviation School. That's his legacy.
1: That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah. I think uh, we're, we're unfortunately quickly running out of time, so I do have to get to perhaps the most important question of the day. Do you believe the Willows Korean Aviation School played an important role in aiding Korea's resistance efforts against Japanese occupation by providing independence fighters with trained aviators? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, uh, they had uh, out of graduates, a uh, couple of them, yeah. uh, two of them. Uh, one is Howard Park, and uh, the other is uh, Yi yong Uh They never really physically had a chance to go to China uh, to aid Restoration Army. But KPG, Korean Provisional Government, commissioned them as the first lieutenant in the Army Air Corps of mm-hmm. KPG. Mm-hmm.
0: And that in itself is such a big honor. And in fact, the, the I understand that the Korean Air Force recognizes Willow's Korean Aviation School as its predecessor. And that, That's right. That's that, right. That highlights just the importance. Uh, Prer- oh, so, mm.
1: right. right for result. Right for result.
0: Yeah. Mm. Go, go ahead. Uh, just to, because we're so short on time in our live show, I do want to get to our last question of the day. Uh, what is the current state of the Willows Korean Aviation School, and what efforts are being made to restore and maintain the historic buildings?
1: Uh, okay, the the sole physical uh, physical mark of the aviation school is. Uh, wooden wooden structure which was once used as a classroom and administrative office of the aviation school. That's still remaining. Mm. Um, And uh, the owner has been waiting for uh, Korean folks to uh, do something with it. And uh, we've been telling the owner that Korean government will eventually purchase or somebody will purchase and preserve it, which which should be done, really, for historical reasons. And so so it, it has to be purchased or done something with it uh, real fast because these folks say, gee, we're getting older and we're going to sell it or just dismantle uh-huh. it, you know. Uh, so Korean government uh, has been rather active uh, in asking us to look into and, and provide a bridge to them, uh, but intra-governmental squabble among Korean <laughs> governments, <laughs> one most directly, name, namesake, the one who is responsible is Korean Cultural Heritage Administration. Mm. Uh, that's rightfully the name, as a namesake, it's, it's the one who ought to do it, uh, the Overseas Cultural Heritage uh, and uh, That is uh, pitted against um, Ministry of Korean Veterans uh, Patriots and Veterans Affairs, mm. and both of them vying for uh, influence over it. Who is going to to be in charge of it? Mm. And then on top of it, uh, a couple of years ago, Korean Aviation Museum was created right. in Yo, Remember? Yes. Yeah. And now that is under jurisdiction of uh, Ministry of Land, Infrastructure and Transport. Now, that one is limited to domestic affairs, mm. not cultural properties overseas. Mm. They're, they're interested in doing something because they are aviation <laughs> museum pop <popular> at <laughs> so, so, these three actors are vying for influence over what to do with it. And so, uh, us, for example, in overseas, helping Korean government are caught in this Mm squabble and uh, uh, it just drags on.
0: Professor Cha, (laughs) I'm glad you bring up these important points. It is about preservation of historical elements and we have to keep tabs on these government agencies so they keep good on their promises. Thank you so much for raising awareness. It's been a pleasure speaking to you this morning. Okay,
1: thank you very much.
0: Thank you.